Hey, Bob here, and welcome back to the Your Virtual Upline Podcast, where we give network marketers the mindset, strategies, and skills that you need to build the business and life of your dreams. Hey, Bob here. Welcome back to the show, episode 383. Today, I'm going to be teaching you four steps to launching a new product. So if you're somebody that has ever had any kind of a new product introduced in your company, I know that there are many people in our community actually right now that have had this happen recently. And so you may be kind of scrambling, trying to figure out the right way to do this, to capitalize on this new opportunity in your business. But today I'm going to share with you the exact things that I would do if I were in a company that had a new product launch. Now, you may not be experiencing a new product launch. That may not be something that you have seen often in your business. I want to let you know you'll still get a tremendous amount of value out of today's episode because the concepts and the strategies that I'm going to be teaching you, they really can apply to any kind of an announcement. Could be a sale, a promotion, an incentive, right? Any kind of change. See, to me, Anything new is really just a reason for you to do certain things in your business. And so today I'm going to really be kind of breaking down, first and foremost, the mindset around launching a new product, because I think that's an area where a lot of people go wrong before they even get started. I'm going to talk a little bit about personal experience with the product. We're going to talk about content. We're going to talk about customers. So how do you use something like a new product launch, how do you sell to existing and past customers? And then we're going to talk about your team. And when we talk about your team, we're going to talk about it two different ways. We're going to focus on current active team members and unengaged team members, people that are not around anymore. And maybe this new product, this new announcement, maybe this is something that can get them back in the game. So I'm going to break down for you in each of these areas what I would do. So listen, at the time of this publishing of this episode, we're only a day or two away from our upcoming workshop from likes to leads. If you haven't had a chance to register yet and grab your spot, make sure you do that. We'll put a link in the show notes. Two days of training going to be really, really powerful stuff. So let me dive into the content for today. So the first thing that I want to say around launching a new product, here's the thing. And this to me is a foundational thing that's missing for most people. And this is why they struggle and why something like a new product launch feels like such an overwhelming, stressful event for them is they don't have an actual strategy for how they're going to do it, for the things that they're going to do. There's no intention. There's no planning, right? We just start posting about it. We start talking to people about it. We're not intentional about the way we post and the way we have conversations, We're not intentional about the people that we actually reach out to, right? There's no thought around prioritizing customers, prioritizing team members. There's no strategy driving the activities. We just try to emulate and copy what we see other people doing. And more times than not, we don't really see big success. So you have to have a strategy. And so with a new product launch, here's the first thing that I do is I'm going to map out a series of steps and a plan. Today, I'm going to give you that actual strategy and that actual plan that you could, by the way, implement 
with a new product launch, a compensation plan change, a promotion, a sale, any kind of an announcement in your business. So let's talk first about the mindset. Here's my recommendation to you. With something like a new product launch, there's this risk of being caught up in this kind of scarcity-based mindset of, oh my God, if I don't hurry up and just get this thing out there, I'm going to miss out on the opportunity, right? Like we're always like, notice how often the energy behind the actions of your business is driven by scarcity and fear. Like people will reach out to me all the time. They'll be like, Bob, I had a new product launch. How do I talk about this on social media? What do I post, right? And we put so much stock in that initial post or that initial conversation. Listen, that's the wrong way to look at something like a new product launch. You need to look at a new product launch through a long-term time horizon. This is a new thing that you can market. And by the way, you will be able to market this the rest of your career in business. So what I want you to understand, there is no one post There is no one conversation that's going to make or break your business as it pertains to selling this product. Look, you could do nothing for the first 30 days. Like You understand there's going to be people that are going to join your company a year from now that will have missed the new product launch by a year, but will still be incredibly excited about the product, will still be able to sell a ton of the product. So have that long-term time horizon in mind. When we're looking at our business with a longer term time horizon, we immediately start feeling less hurried and less rushed and less like just that nervous energy, right? So have that in mind. What we're looking to do is we're looking to figure out what are the steps that we can take to start the process of leveraging the opportunity. And so I just feel like that's an important thing for me to start off with saying today. So the mindset is a big piece of it. Here's the second piece. I think it's really important with a new product launch that you do your very best to create some sort of a personal product story. It's the old adage in our profession. It's so important to be a product of the product. And so I think with a new product launch, for you to be able to effectively market something and sell something, you have to have some sort of an experience with the product. And so that means taking it. It means consuming it. It means using it. This is a critical part in really being able to launch the product because what you want to be able to do is you want to be able to share your own personal testimonial and your personal experience with the product. This is particularly important when it comes to content. So when we get to the content piece of this, what I'm going to tell you is you don't sell the product in the content. You share your story and your experience with the product. And so having a story and having an experience is important. Now, here's a word of advice. It doesn't have to be some sort of life changing experience. So I know many of you that listen to this podcast, you're in a company that has recently launched a new line of products and It's kind of a big departure from what you've been marketing. It's a product that actually helps with energy, right? So you know who you are. And so I was actually talking to a client of mine, and she was sharing the story of a woman that was on her team that was pretty much telling my client that I can't sell and market this because, you know, I used the product and it was okay, but it didn't change my life. Basically saying, like, I didn't have a life-changing experience with this product, so how am I supposed to go sell it? Maybe some of you have struggled with something like that before. I'll be honest. It was something that I've actually dealt with in my career. I spent about seven months 
in a health and wellness company marketing liquid nutrition supplements, energy drinks, protein, stuff like that. And they were great products and I used them. But I was already somebody that was in really good health. I had been taking protein for you know, for 15 years of my life and using lots of products to give me energy. So when I started taking these products, yeah, they were good, but I was like, yeah, okay. Like I've tried lots of good products. So I remember thinking to myself, well, you know, is that going to harm me being able to market it to somebody? And I had a moment where I was struggling with it. But then what I realized was this is it's not necessarily just about my experience. Like the thing is, is, you know, do you have like, think about it like this in other areas of your life. Do you have to see it to believe it? Isn't part of belief, isn't part of that being built, not just on what we see and experience, but what we see other people experience and what they see? See, what I, the coaching that I gave to my client is I said, listen, you have to help your person understand that they don't have to have a life-changing experience with a product to be able to share a story that actually has value. But I said, isn't part of you basing your belief on a product, not just your personal experience, but isn't part of that seeing the experiences of other people? I said, part of launching a new product and you developing stories, not just you taking it, it's getting it into the hands of some of your existing customers who, by the way, they may need it way more than you and they may see a life-changing transformation. And just because you didn't doesn't mean that they won't. So I feel like part of us experiencing a product is not just taking it. but getting it into the hands of a couple of people that we know and trust, but we think could benefit from it. Because if you get that in the hands of a customer that has a life-changing experience, aren't you looking at that product differently? And guess what? It doesn't have to be your story that you're telling for it to still be able to help connect. You can tell someone else's story. And so I think that's all part of the process. Well, let's get into really three tactical areas. We're going to talk about content, we're going to talk about customers and we're going to talk about team members. Here's my advice with content. We're going to spend most of the time on the second two because I've spent enough time on this podcast teaching you about content. But here's my piece of advice with content. The goal is not to sell the product in the content. The goal is to share your experience and the experiences of others that have used the product. So when we think of transformational content and how we transformationally launch a product on social media, we don't flat out ask people to buy and sell. So we're not making the ask. We're sharing stories. We are not using company created images, right? The same image that every other person in your company is going to use that, you know, if you're connected with multiple coaches or consultants, people are going to see the same, like don't do what everybody else does. Don't use the same images, right? Use images that are more authentic and relatable. And so the analogy that I give, and I've given this one many times, but I'm going to give it again, just in case some of you haven't heard it, because I think it's a really powerful example of how little things that we do make a big difference in the way people perceive our content. The rule of thumb is this. You have to ask yourself before you post, is there any value to this post beyond me just promoting and selling? And so if the answer is no, then you change the strategy. Let me tell you how I would launch a new product. So let's say same product we used earlier. It's a product that can give people energy. Instead of sent, you know, using the image that the company gave me of the product, I'm going to do this. I'm going to take a selfie of myself holding the product. 
But I'm going to take it a step further because I know the person that I'm looking like I know my ideal customer for our business. I know the people that we're looking to work with their parents. And because I'm a parent and I know that that part of my life helps me relate to other working parents, parents that are trying to build a business. So what I would do, because I want to highlight some of my values and what's important to me, I would take a selfie of myself with both of my sons sitting in my lap. One of them are holding the product. But what I would do is this. Any parent can relate to this. I would try to take the picture and most likely the pictures would not work because we wouldn't get one picture where everybody's looking at the camera at the same time. My younger son, inevitably, when we're trying to take pictures, will always put my older son in a headlock and then they start to get into a fight and I'm trying to make them right. And so what I would do is I would take a bunch of pictures and I would post the worst picture. I would post the picture where my son had my other son in a headlock and he was trying to get out. And like the product was falling, but you could kind of see it. And I'm like mid yelling at my like I would just post that picture. And here's the reason why I would do that. First, it's hilarious because every single parent that sees that would immediately be like, oh, my God, that is exactly what I. So what is it? It's relatable. I'm stopping the scroll. And so guess what? Even if somebody has no desire to buy that product, they just got some value out of that actual post. So there's little things that you can do. Focus on the problem. Talk about the problem that it can help solve. Share the story of somebody that was struggling with that problem. Go live giving tips or advice, right? Three tips for busy working moms that are struggling with their energy and have the third tip be supplementation. And giving that tip, you then say, and if you're looking for a product that can help you have more energy, here's one that I love. I'm happy to share it with you. If you don't have something, shoot me a message or leave me a comment below. There's ways to do it that brings way more value into the marketplace. So that's what I'll say about content. Hey, just wanted to jump in here real quick because I've got one big ask for you. Look, you know we don't advertise on the podcast, and my intention is to not sell or pitch you on the show this year. We just want to deliver free content that is 10 times better than what you've paid for to help you transform your business. So my ask is this. Help me spread the word of Love, Serve, Grow so we can change lives, help people that are struggling in their business, and transform our profession. The only way we can do that is if you take the time to rate, review, and share this podcast. So that's my big ask. Just take a few seconds seconds right now, wherever you're listening, leave a review. It would absolutely mean the world to me and it might just change the life of someone else. So thank you so much for being a part of our community. Let's talk about customers. So what I would do with customers when I'm developing my strategy, and by the way, it is beyond me that there are people that don't think of contacting their existing and their past customers. It is easily three to four times easier to sell to somebody that has already bought from you than it is to go sell to a new person. It costs way more time. It costs way more money to get a new customer than it does just selling to somebody who's already bought from you. They've already demonstrated that they have a need or some kind of an interest and you have rapport with them. So to me, the very first people that I go to, right? Yes, I'll post on social media, but I'm not spending the majority of my time trying to put content out to meet strangers. I am going to systematically start to reach out proactively and contact the customers that I have and that I have had before. Now, here's how I will prioritize them. First priority, current customers. 
People that are still buying from me, people that are giving you money will be way more likely to buy something else from you if they think that something else can bring value into their life. So I look at my existing customers. Now, some of you might be thinking, well, Bob, I've got lots of customers. So here's what I do. I prioritize the customers by lifetime customer value. What is lifetime customer value? It is the total amount of money that my customer has spent with me during the lifetime of them being here. And so the people that have spent the most money with me, those are the people that I reach out to first because they are the ones that are most likely going to buy. Now, you may or may not have a way to be able to determine lifetime customer value, total purchases, depending upon your back office and the reports that they give you, but I bet most of you can. The other thing that I'm looking at, if I can't find lifetime value, I'm looking at average order value. So who are the people that on a monthly basis just tend to spend more money with me? Those are the ones that I am prioritizing. And I just go from top to bottom. Those are the people that I'm gonna reach out to. Now I'll talk about how you reach out to them in a moment. Let me first just go over the strategy of the plan of attack. Maybe attack's not the right word, but you get my point. So existing customers, prioritize top to bottom, total spend. Second thing I'm doing is past customers. Now, how I'm gonna look at my past customers, two ways. I will start with the most recent ones and I will work backwards. So if you're somebody that bought from me two months ago, It's going to be easier for me to start a conversation with you than it will be somebody that bought from me two years ago. So I want to actually sort my customers, okay, from most recent purchases all the way to the oldest. And I'm going to start working through that list the same way. The people that have bought from me most recently, they should be the ones where it will be the easiest for me to start a conversation. So now that I've mapped that out, here's the key concept I want you to understand. You must proactively start to reach out. That means you're starting the message. Now, here's what I want you to think about. The mistake that most people in this profession will make is they will be transactional in their approach to doing that, meaning that they will lead with product information. And so product information in this case is the new product. Hey, just wanted to let you know we've got a new product, blah, 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 blah. Maybe there's a message or two of small talk, but then it's right into the pitch. That's a transactional conversation. Now, could you make some sales that way? Yes. But the problem is more times than not, you are going to trigger people's sales resistance and they will shut down. Even if they're an existing customer of yours, we still have to be more relationally focused connecting with people, bringing more value into the conversation than just, hey, I sold you this thing. Now let me try to sell you another thing because that's how it's going to come across to them. But now you are trying to sell them. So don't get me wrong. We're not trying to hide it. But what I need to do is I need them to start seeing more value behind the product itself. So what we do is we lead with helping and problem solving. This is the transformational approach to conversations. So if you know the problem or the reason why someone bought from you in the first place, let's take the energy supplement. This is a company that sells weight loss. 
So we know that your clients are here because they want to lose weight or maybe you are selling makeup or skincare and your client was here because, you know, they had blemished skin or dry skin or, you know, with makeup, they couldn't match their skin tone or they just always had trouble picking products that look good for them. They wanted to simplify their beauty routine, whatever the problem is, reference that in the reach out. Lead with the problem solving. And so what that might sound like is I might say, hey, Susie, just wanted to check in with you. I'm curious. I know that last time we talked, you were struggling with your skin being dry. I just wanted to check in with you. Has the product been helping you at all? How's that going for you? I want to lead with problem solving. I want to lead with helping, right? I know that you've been losing weight. Energy has been an issue for you. How's your energy been? Leading with problem solving, leading with helping. That's a transformational conversation. Now, some of you might not know that information, especially when you're getting into customers that haven't bought from you in a while. So how I lead a conversation like that. Hey, Jill, it's been a while. Just wanted to check in with you. How are you doing? That's how I lead that conversation. Somebody hasn't bought from me in a while because If they're not going to respond to just an opening of a conversation, they're not going to respond to anything else you say. Now, hopefully Jill responds back and I say, great. And now I think about problem solving. You know, Jill, can I ask you a question? Because, you know, I know you bought so-and-so product from me and, you know, shame on me, but I don't know that I ever knew the reason why you bought it in the first place. Could you tell me why or maybe why you stopped buying it? I want to put it on her. I want to find out what was the reason why you bought it in the first place? Or maybe you'll ask an, a current customer if you don't have that answer. Why did you start buying in the first place? And now you're focusing. What were you struggling with? What problem did you have? So when the problem is the focus of the conversation, it changed the entire tone. And then all I'm going to do is I'm going to transition and say, hey, so I totally get that. You know, one of the reasons why I wanted to reach out We just launched a new product. And I know this has been something that you've been struggling with. And so I really believe that this product in combination with some of the products you're already using, I think it could just help you get to your goals even faster. Would you be open to taking a look at it? Would you be interested in hearing about it? But you notice what I did there. I did most people, here's what they're gonna do: copy and paste, here's the deal, here's the information, one size fits all, rapid fire to everybody they know, and nothing is gonna happen. What I'm teaching you is going to take more time, but you'll see infinitely better results this way. And so, but you notice what I'm doing. I'm not leading with the actual announcement. I'm holding it back. I'm connecting. And then I'm asking, would you want to see it? Like I'm asking for permission to share. And so that's really powerful because if they give me permission to share, then now the entire tone of the conversation is different. It's not like I'm pushing them to the information They're already expressing interest. I'm pulling them to get it. That's why we say transactional conversations are selling from pressure. Transformational conversations are selling from presence. It's a pulling versus a pushing force. It's very important. And that's what I'm going to do. And and as I begin to work back customers I haven't talked to in a while, you know, I'm going to have to acknowledge that. Hey, I know it's been a while since we last spoken, since you bought from me. I wanted to check in with you and see how you were doing. I know you were struggling with that. How's your health journey going today? Something like that. I'm just not going to fall into the easy trap of, hey, new product, blah, blah, blah. Here it is, because people are not going to be receptive to that. So let's talk about team. Here's the last part. So I look at team two ways. 
existing team members. My advice to existing team members are think of all the steps that I just taught you. Your job as a leader, teach them to think on more of a long-term time horizon, help them put together a strategy, right? Just teach them how to do everything I'm teaching you, right? Being a product of the product, telling them why that's important, trying to find some sort of story that they can share, whether it's theirs or you know, some of their customers, going through their customer base first and foremost in the way that we taught, and then teaching them the right way to reach out. So I'm just teaching them how to do one and two, essentially, for an existing active team member. And then I'm coaching them, right? So as they begin to share the product, they're going to come back and say, oh, nobody's interested. And I'm going to say, okay, show me your conversations, right? Don't tell me nobody's interested. Show me what you're saying. Because I know it's more likely, it's not that they're not interested. They're just not interested in what you are saying to them. So as we begin to put team members into action, we have to coach them. We have to see what they're saying so we can help them get better. They'll learn and they grow from their own experience. The final thing is inactive team members. So with an inactive team member, this, a new product, is an amazing reason for you to check back in with them. However, we don't want to have a transactional approach to the conversation. We don't want to say, hey, there's a new product launch. I want to, you know, you really need to get back in this. You need to do this. This is going to be huge. We go right into promoting, promoting, promoting. That's not going to work. You have to realize there's a reason why they're not active anymore. So we have to address that before we have the permission to be able to share the other stuff. And so what I might do is I might just in a very, it's like, I'm all about just authentic communication. And so authentic communication by definition is say what you think and feel. You go to the dictionary, you look up authentic communication. It's saying what you are thinking and feeling. That's why I laugh sometimes. People are like, I just need more authentic scripts. I'm like, well, you might need to go look up the definition of authenticity because I can't teach you how to be authentic, right? It's just being able to have the courage to say what you're thinking and feeling. So here's how I approach an inactive team member. I say, listen, John, I wanted to reach out to you. I don't know if you saw, but we just launched a new product. But it got me to thinking about some people that were on my team that I really enjoyed working with. And you were one of the first people that popped into my head. You know, I know it's been a while and I don't even know that I'm sure, you know, why you stopped working, but I just wanted to check in with you and say, hello, how have you been? That's what I say, because that's what I think and feel. That's leading with caring, with focusing on the person. And I might not do that in one message. I might say, hey, John, it's been a while. How have you been? I just wanted to check in with you. Maybe that's the first message I send. Because if John's not going to respond back to that, he sure as heck ain't going to respond back to my other message. And then in that conversation, I might say, yeah, John, I don't know if you saw. We had a new product launch. You got me. I thought about you. I always love working with you. I miss working with you, actually, John. And so I just wanted to see how things were going for you. And then I might say, hey, you know, I'm not sure I know why you, you stopped. Right. And help me understand that. So you see what I'm doing? I'm the problem in this context is the reason why they stopped working the business. They had a problem. Maybe it was not enough time. Maybe they didn't have enough support. Maybe they didn't have the right training. Maybe they talked to a neg. I need to find out what the problem was that caused them to stop working the business before I just verbally vomit on them and say, oh, here's the product. Here's the promotion. Because, look, I made that mistake for a long time. Right. 
just steamrolling people. John, you got to get like just trying to get them excited and trying to motivate them to do it without slowing down and connecting with them first so that I had more influence and trust with them. You reach out to an inactive team member and you have that kind of a transactional conversation, man, you stand no shot at getting them back in the game because they're like, yeah, the only reason he reached out is because he just wants me to start working so he can make more money on me. So we have to make sure we do it in the right way. And now my advice is this. Don't have a very high expectation, okay? But there will be people on your team that are worth it. So how do we prioritize who we reach out to? Here's what I do. Anybody that has held a rank in my downline is high on my list. So if you hit a rank at any point, you were on my radar, you did something, you're worth me checking in with, right? So I'll go highest rank down. I'll also look at people that I just personally sponsored people that I just thought had great promise that I was excited about, but whatever happened, happened. And so I'm gonna use this as a reason to reach back out, try to connect, but I'm gonna do it in a transformational way. And so look, it might take me several months to work through all that. So that's why I'm saying like to me, And you might be, Bob, there's a promotion for the first couple. I don't care about the promotion. I don't care about the promotion. The promotion is not going to sell the product for me, right? It might make some sales, but it's not going to help me use that product in a way that it's actually long-term helping me grow my business and making it like, I just, I've got my own plan and my timeline is the one I'm going to execute. And yes, I do want to have a sense of urgency. I want to talk to people sooner than later, but it's going to take me as long as it takes me to do that. And so that's the way that I would approach a new product launch. So that's my gift to you. That's my game plan that I created for you. And so hopefully you find that helpful. If you do, let me know. I'd love to hear from you. If you're listening to this on the podcast, tag this episode, shoot me a quick DM on Instagram. If you're not aware, we've actually started publishing the podcast as a video podcast. So now we're publishing two videos on our YouTube channel every single week. So if by chance you're watching us on YouTube, leave me a comment. Let me know if you got some value out of the show today. I would love to hear from you in this new community that we're building. Either way, I love and appreciate all of you for being here. Thanks so much for your time. I'll see you soon on the next episode. 